name is Tyler, and welcome to another episode of Context for Kids, where I teach you guys stuff most adults don't even know. If this is your first time hearing, or if you've missed anything, you can find all the episodes archived at contextforkids.podbean.com, which has them downloadable, or at contextforkids.com, where I have transcripts for readers, or on my Context for Kids YouTube channel. Now, I always tell you guys that the people in the Bible aren't perfect, except for Jesus. And last week, wow, Noah really handled being humiliated in a bad way. No matter what Ham, his youngest son, did, and no matter how embarrassing it was, it was wrong of Noah to curse his innocent grandson, who probably wasn't even all that old yet. But he isn't the only person in the world that take out his anger on totally the wrong person. And God himself even talks about the importance of not doing that in Ezekiel. If someone or, or you or I does something terrible, then we're the ones who ought to have consequences and not somebody else, right? If someone steals your bike, do you want their little brother or sister to get punished? Of course not. That wouldn't be fair or right. But sometimes we do things like that, and we'll be talking today about what we can learn from Noah's big mistake. And remember that everyone in the Bible will make these kinds of mistakes, and I'm grateful that they're recorded in the Bible so that we can learn from them how not to behave. And not only that, but we also learn that no one is perfect except Jesus. It helps us to get up and keep on going even after we do something terrible ourselves. And it also helps us to forgive people when they mess up because we remember that it happens to everyone. Noah behaved very foolishly. He drank too much alcohol and got so drunk that he was laying out naked in his tent. And when Ham, his son, found out about it, he told his brothers and probably everyone else too. Ham's older brothers covered up their dad with a cloak which is like a cape, but very thick, with a like a blanket. So when Noah woke up the next morning with a terrible headache, because, you know, that's what happens when you drink alcohol, he would have noticed that somebody else's cloak was laying on top of him, and he would be pretty suspicious. I guess he probably went out and asked people what happened, and maybe none of them wanted to look at him in the eye because they were too embarrassed to tell him. But somebody must have, because the Bible tells us that when Noah found out what had happened, he was obviously furious because he let loose with some really terrible words toward his grandson. He told his grandson that he'd be cursed and that he'd be a slave. Now, then he was complimenting and blessing Shem and Japheth, the, his other sons, and he never even mentioned Ham. Sometimes I wonder if maybe he just never talked to Ham again. Doesn't say. There's a lot of stuff the Bible doesn't say because if it did say those things, it would fill a whole library with just the Bible because it would be so huge. Now, has that ever happened to you before? Was someone angry at somebody else and did they maybe take it out on you instead? Sometimes when we're angry at someone who we can't hurt, you know, and so we hurt someone else instead. Sometimes when parents are angry at their boss, they will come home and yell at their kids. And the kids aren't even the problem. Or maybe an older brother or sister gets in trouble at school or fails a test and comes home and is mean to everyone. 
Sometimes people will be mean to their dog if they're angry at someone else. Or they start yelling at strangers on the internet if they're older. But all of these things are really, really wrong. In Ezekiel chapter 18, and that's one of the prophets, God talks about this and why it's wrong. Now, I'm not going to read that chapter, but I will tell you what it says. It tells us that the people who should be dealt with are the people who have actually done something wrong and not the people around them. God gave an example of a very good man who keeps the commandments and is kind to his neighbors and always does what's right. But his son is violent and hurts people. He steals from them and does all sorts of terrible things. Does his father deserve to go to jail? No way. The father raised his son right, but the son decided it would be more fun to just be horrible and mean. So the son goes to jail and not the father. And then God goes even further and asks, what happens if that guy who was very mean and went to jail, if he had a son, but the son didn't want to do those things because he knew they were wrong and he tried very hard to be a good man, would he get thrown in jail with his dad? No, of course not. It's a good lesson for us that we can't blame and punish people for things they haven't done or when we're angry at somebody else. But what if Noah had handled things differently? How might things have been a lot better? What can we learn from playing the what-if game? Do you remember that, you know, when we've done this before? When the Bible tells us that someone makes a terrible decision like eating the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or when Adam and Eve don't take responsibility for their sins, or when Cain got angry and killed Abel? Remember when we rewrote those stories to talk about what might have happened instead if they'd been wise and honest and listened to God? Because remember, doing something wrong isn't the end of the world, and we make it a whole lot worse when we do more wrong to try and cover it up, or we try to lie our way out of the trouble we've earned. And sometimes when we're honest, we don't get into trouble or we get into way less trouble than we would have, you know, just by being honest. People like it when we're honest because they know that they can trust us when we make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but not everyone is trustworthy enough to admit it and try to make things right again. Now, what was Noah's first mistake? Well, that one is easy. He got drunk. So drunk that he fell asleep naked for the world to see because maybe he didn't even close the door to the tent. But Noah's second mistake isn't as easy to see. Noah's second mistake was getting so angry that he wasn't thinking clearly about how he was reacting to the problem. Have you ever heard the word overreacting? That's what we call it when someone is angry about something or another. And what they do in response is just crazy, over the top, and too much compared to what happened. Or they lashed out at the wrong person entirely. If Noah was drunk enough to fall asleep naked, then I guarantee you that he had a really horrible headache the next morning. His head must have been pounding like the drums at a rock concert. He would have hurt 
And that would have put him in a really bad mood, and they had no coffee or aspirin in those days. So, he was tired and hurting and then really confused because of the cloak over him. And I don't know about you, but when I'm tired and in pain and confused, I might do something really stupid. I might go yelling at everyone without really thinking or caring if it's a good idea. I will tell you that Miss Tyler can act like a real goober head, so it's a good thing that I only drink wine on the Passover and hardly any at all. Plus, I think it tastes and smells really gross, so, you know, there's that too. Now, let me tell you something else. When I feel that way, sometimes I don't even care that I could be entirely wrong because I'm just in a bad mood. Isn't that just awful? Are you sometimes so grumpy that you just don't care what you say or who you say it to? I'm not proud that I still do this sometimes, even though I do it a lot less than I used to. Boy, howdy, if I wanted to say something, I just said it and I didn't even care. But then God started dealing with me because he hates that. He loves the people I was being mean to. Even if I didn't, or even if I was only concerned about my own feelings. And so, you know, when we're grumpy, we have to be really thinking about what we're doing. Sometimes we have to force ourselves to be quiet when we don't have anything nice to say. Maybe sometimes we need to keep away from other people and just tell them we need to be alone for a while. Sometimes we have to go to a lot of trouble to protect other people from our bad attitude, and especially when it's not their fault. Noah drinking too much wine was absolutely no one's fault except Noah's. No one forced Noah to drink all that wine. No one made Noah fall asleep naked where people could see. Ham was wrong to do what he did, but Noah gave him the opportunity or the chance to do something wrong. Noah should have taken a few minutes to really think about the fact that he had let everyone in the family down by acting like that and being out of control, and that it would be wrong to take out his bad mood on them. Of course, the big problem's obvious. Even if he didn't have a headache or was tired or grumpy, what happened to Noah would embarrass absolutely everyone, anyone. Oh my gosh, he was seen naked and drunk. How would you like that if someone saw you naked? and then told other people about it instead of quietly covering you up and keeping their mouth shut about it. Why do we even enjoy embarrassing people like that? And not just kids, but grown-ups. We watch videos on YouTube and TV where people are really being embarrassed, and not just in front of a few people, but when it's on the Internet, it can be millions of people overnight. Some people get so embarrassed that they feel like their lives are ruined forever, and some kids have even killed themselves because they were so embarrassed and they thought they always would be embarrassed. We need to remember that every person on earth was created in the image of God and we have to treat other people like they're precious and important. Noah had a similar problem because everyone in the whole world probably knew what had happened because Ham blabbed and made him look very foolish and untrustworthy. Because Noah was the leader of the whole family, it was even worse. Everyone looked up to Noah and respected him because he was the oldest and wisest and had gotten them to safety from the flood. As, and, you know, God talked to him. I mean, wow, right? Wouldn't you think that Noah was pretty awesome? 
But suddenly now, Noah seems like just a normal person who's really lucky there were no cell phones because Ham probably would have made a video and put it on Twitter. So Noah went from being the top dog to being the most embarrassed and humiliated person in his family. And that would have been terrible. And I think that's exactly what Ham wanted. I think his father wanted to be so ashamed that he couldn't be in charge anymore. So that no one would want him for a leader. We sure don't know why for sure Ham did what he did. We just know it was wrong and cruel and that it hurt his relationship with his father and his brothers and probably with his son too if he was old enough. Nowadays, someone who is humble, who, you know, doesn't think too highly of themselves, might have the same thing happen and just laugh and throw up their hands in the air and say, well, that was sure stupid of me. I can't even believe I did that. No way is that ever going to happen again. I've learned my lesson, and I hope you've all learned that no one wants this to happen to them. And then maybe everyone else would laugh, and everyone would feel comfortable around Noah again. And maybe they'd just see him as another normal person, but one who had done amazing things. But Noah didn't do that. Noah lashed out and hurt someone who hadn't done anything wrong at all. Maybe it was because he didn't even know where to begin with Ham, because... Ham had caught him doing something foolish and reckless. Probably he was too embarrassed to even look at Ham or talk to him, and maybe he figured that it was entirely his fault in the first place that he'd been laying there drunk and naked, and maybe he felt a little bit guilty. We don't know, and we may never know. I know some people say that they'll ask God when we see him, but I don't actually think we'll care about any of these questions anymore. I mean, why would we, right? And why would we care about a bunch of people who died thousands of years ago who we don't even know? And if we meet Noah, I don't think we'd be, it would be very polite to ask him about it. You know, people want to forget the embarrassing things in their lives, not answer questions about it from total strangers. I'm glad that there aren't chapters in the Bible about me. Anyway, so this is one of the reasons why Jesus tells us to be very humble and not exalt ourselves. Now, what do those words mean? Well, to exalt ourselves is to decide that we are very important, more important than other people. Showing off, bragging, bossing people around and making a big deal about what we can do or how much we know are all ways of exalting ourselves. But Jesus told us that whoever does that is going to be humbled. Well, what does that mean to be humbled? Well, it means you're going to end up being shamed and embarrassed and you'll look bad. And so the Bible tells us to humble ourselves before somebody else does it for us. So everyone doesn't need to know your IQ or how many points you scored in the game or what famous people you're related to or how much money you have or all of that. When we're humble and don't go around announcing how awesome we figure we are, then we won't have so far to fall when we do something ridiculous. And we all do ridiculous things sometimes. But I'll tell you something. When you are prideful and a bragger, people really enjoy it a lot more when you make a mistake. When you do something wrong, does it end up on TV in the newspapers? Probably not, and I hope it never does, but when someone famous does something wrong? Oh boy, everyone's talking about it and laughing, huh? 
Now, I hope that neither one of my kids is ever famous because I don't think I could handle seeing their mistakes being made fun of by people all around the world. Now, because Noah was the most popular and respected person in the family, people didn't expect him to make those kind of mistakes and end up embarrassed like that. Maybe if Ham had had, you know, too much to drink and had ended up naked and passed out, everyone would have just rolled their eyes and said, oh my gosh, what did he do this time? But when everyone thinks really highly of you, they're more disappointed too. And it's way more embarrassing if you aren't already a super humble person who can just apologize and laugh at your mistakes. Now, it's harder for people to laugh at you if you're laughing too. It stops being fun for them. And other people will see you as someone who's wise and safe to make their mistakes around. But boy, howdy, if you start yelling and screaming and lashing out at the wrong people, then the people who don't like you will be glad. And the people who do like you will get worried. We all have to learn to deal with being embarrassed because it's always going to happen. Now, who in the Bible is the most worthy person of all to be exalted and honored and respected? Is it Abraham? No. He got his wife into trouble twice by telling her to pretend she was only his sister and not his wife, and so she got kidnapped twice by guys who wanted her to be their wife. Isaac did the same thing once. Don't even get me going on Jacob. Moses and Aaron and Miriam all got themselves into terrible trouble for doing what they shouldn't have. David really messed up as bad as a person can mess up quite a few times. Solomon, oh my, the things that boy did. Peter, James, and John just really blew it over and over again. Peter even denied knowing Jesus at all, three times. I mean, right after he swore that even if the other 11 disciples bailed on Jesus, he never would, and he was willing to die before running away, and then he ran away. And then when a servant girl questioned him, he denied Jesus three times. A servant girl. Pretty embarrassing, not like she was a Roman centurion or anything with armor and a sword. But there was somebody who was humiliated and embarrassed and shamed more than anyone else ever was in the history of all the world, and that's Jesus. Jesus who never did anything wrong. Noah was angry that Ham had made fun of him to everyone by pointing out that he was drunk and naked, and Noah took it out on his grandson. But Jesus, he didn't do anything wrong. He was arrested without committing any sin or crime. And they tied him up and put a blindfold on him and ripped at his beard and punched him and slapped him and spit in his face and made fun of him. And then they took him to the Romans and the Romans took all his clothes off and beat him with whips with metal tips while people watched and they dressed him up as a king and beat him on the head with rods and pushed a crown made of long, sharp thorns on his head and made fun of him again. Then they sent him to be nailed to the cross. He had to take a big, heavy beam of wood through the streets, and people made fun of him. And he was so weak from being beaten that they had to get someone else to carry it for him. When they got him to where they were going to kill him, they took off all his clothes again and made him hang in front of a lot of people naked. And they were so mean to him, telling him that if he was really so great, he could come down from there and save himself. Now, how did Jesus respond to how horrible they were treating him? He was the son of God. 
So he could call out and make the angels of heaven come down and rescue him. And, and they, they could kill anyone who was making fun of him. That would show them no one would ever make fun of Jesus again. Jesus didn't just have a bad headache like Noah. His whole body hurt and he was bleeding. Jesus wasn't tired from drinking too much alcohol. He was tired because he hadn't slept in over a day. He wasn't just embarrassed in front of his family for being naked like Noah. Jesus was naked because they took his clothes away and nailed him to the cross and they were yelling insults and being horrible. Noah didn't have to deal with any of that. If Jesus wanted to, he could have had them all killed. No one would have even blamed him for doing it because those people were really asking for it. Jesus didn't say anything to them. He didn't threaten them. He didn't tell them that they'd be sorry when he rose from the dead. He didn't insult them the way they were insulting him. Do you think you would have yelled back and said, just wait, God's going to strike you dead for this? I think I would have a hard time being quiet and kind. Have you heard of the fruit of the Spirit? Paul talks about them in Galatians 5. As we become more and more like Jesus, we become more loving, joyful, peaceful, meaning we don't pick fights, patient, kind, good, trusting and trustworthy, gentle and self-controlled. Well, think of how many of those things Jesus had to be while he was sadder than he had ever been in his life and hurting more than we can even imagine. He could have called down fire from heaven on them all, but he had perfect self-control, so he didn't. He's called the Prince of Peace, and so he didn't go to war against them. He was too gentle and kind to shout terrible things at the crowd. He could have called angels to rescue him, but he was patient and trusted God that this was the way to save the world. I would have shouted for those angels and called down fire from heaven and I would have been really angry. And that's why God still has a lot of work to do before I can be anything like Jesus. Now, Jesus showed us how to be perfect. And some people will say, he overturned the tables in the temple and he used a whip. Yeah, but he didn't hurt anyone when, when he did that, he was fulfilling prophecies that were about him. That's why he didn't do it all the time. There was a time and a place for him and only him to come to the temple and judge what was going on there. And there was a time when he said, whoa, to the Pharisees who and called them hypocrites, which means they were pretenders. But Jesus also really loved them. And I think he was sad because of how they were missing the point of the commandments. And a great many of them believed Jesus after he rose from the dead. And one of the biggest reasons they believed was because of something Jesus said on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Yes, he was harsh on that one day, but he was also willing to die for them and to forgive them for everything they had done. And, you know, that's just amazing. Noah cursed his innocent grandson and never seems to have taken it back, just because he was embarrassed. And Jesus was way more embarrassed. And not only didn't he curse anyone, but he forgave the people who actually were guilty. 
you know, we can be really impressed with how obedient Noah was. Amazingly obedient, and we should be impressed. He's a great example for us to do what God tells us, even when it seems crazy. But he isn't a good example of how to handle embarrassing situations, and especially ones that we bring on ourselves by acting foolishly. We can't love our reputations more than we love people, or it'll get us in big trouble. Imagine if Noah had taken Ham aside to talk to him about what he'd done and asked him why he did it. Maybe Noah could have fixed whatever was broken that made Ham think it was a good idea to do that to him in the first place. We'll never know because Noah fell far short of the example that we have in Jesus. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I hope you have a wonderful time this week studying the Bible with the people who love you. We'll see you next week.